Welcome to Coopercast White Chocolate Part 3. This is your host, Alice Caramel, John Sachs. We talk about how Sto- we talk about how Stoller and Lieber bought a great Italian song and recreated it as an English and recreated it as an English language hit. Number 15 is I don't know when, but I know that I'll be there soon. I think that's referring to my passing. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it wasn't that soon. And it was written by you. And see, the thing that's, here's the thing that struck me about this song, is that because, as you said, White Chocolate's probably your last studio record, and this is the last song on your last studio record. <laughs> and how does Al finish off his studio career? A song that contains fiddle and banjo. He's got... Boo Reiner's playing some banjo and mandolin. What's his name? Boo, B-O-O, Reiner's, R-E-I-N-E-R-S. I think that's not his, obviously not his real name. And then the very well-known fiddler, Matt Glazer, from, I guess, Berkeley and other places, plays fiddle. So here we have a song by Al Cooper, I think the only song that has fiddle and banjo. The, Maybe not. Well, I've been kidding you over the years about banjo. I once said to you, can you name the one song that The Who did that has banjo in it? And your response was, who cares, which I thought was very clever. Uh, but there is a Who song that has banjo in it. I don't remember, but it's not hard to find. So here's my take on this. I think what, what this song is telling us is that in your next life, you're going to come back as a bluegrass musician with fiddle and banjo. No, I just wrote this song about um, dying. Ah. So I thought that was a good closing song. One of the reviewers refers to it as kind of gospel-like, because it still has horns. Does it have horns? I doubt it. Yeah, it doesn't have horns. But it's it's highly orchestrated. But um, I just thought it was interesting that it's it's highly country yes. orchestrated, right? Not well. The fiddle and the banjo are not like super obvious. I mean, they're not dominant sounds in it. They're in it. Yeah. But there's organ. Cooper plays organ, Farfisa organ, accordion, electric guitar, acoustic guitar, mandolin, horns, piano, and vocals. So there's a lot going on. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting that. For a career highly oriented soul in R and B, the last song in your last record is kind of country. I just thought that was cute, interesting. Well, more importantly, it was about dying. Yes, which were that was that's why it was the last song. Right. I just thought, yeah, but you still you chose it to do it in a slightly country style instead. That's how I wrote it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, but I just thought it was interesting that uh, the last song on the last studio album by Cooper was not R&B flavored. As we sit here right now, there's a crowd of about 13,000 people outside the door chanting that they want the goddamn box set released. But I guess the uh, the copyright lawyers are still at war about that, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Plus, I haven't titled it yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good title, though. What? The box set. The box set. Yeah, you could call it that. Mm. 
Oh, I usually like to torture you with some reviews. Now, uh, there is a review by Jeff Tamarkin. I know him. Well, he, he loves your ass. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just saying... Having, I would be surprised if he wrote something bad. Right. He wrote, coming just three years after Black Coffee, his first solo album of new material in three decades, White Chocolate is quite possibly the most satisfying solo release of this veteran's 50-year career. The title is a giveaway. Cooper has always championed classic soul music above all else. Now he's graduated from paying homage to his heroes of the 60s and 70s to absorbing their essence and personifying the music's most attractive qualities himself. Maybe this release falls short of equaling the best of Stacks High or Philadelphia, but not by much. So there. He goes on to say that Cooper's always made his best music when he holds the reins, and here he not only self-produced and arranged, and of course sang the lead vocals, on some tracks he played every instrument, and then he goes and talks about Catherine Russell and the Uptown Horns and so on and so on and so forth. On Amazon, 29% of reviewers gave it five stars. 18% gave it four stars. 18% gave it three stars. And a few gave it two stars and one star. How many few? Uh, it doesn't, they give you percentages. They don't actually oh, give gotcha. you. Oh, gotcha. Know. Okay. Here's a review. I have always enjoyed Al. It was through his work that I learned to appreciate the use of a horn section in rock and blues music. This CD is heavy on the soul. That's his review? That's his review. That's Ed. Patrick says... A little wordy. Worried about Ed? No, I said it's a little wordy. Wordy. Yeah, right. Patrick says... His review is... Who? Who's this review? A guy named Patrick. This is all on Amazon. Oh, okay. He says, great CD with four exclamation points. And then he says, recommended, period. It's a little more concise. A man of few words. Right. And many exclamation points. This guy, who's known as, his name is Amazon Customer, which is an interesting name, but he says, I've been a fan of Al Cooper for about 40 years. If you're new to his stuff, and I'd listen to Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Child is Father to the Man first, then you'll never know who your friends are, then easy does it, and then try this before working through the other albums. For his fans, this could be his best solo record. Black Coffee was great, and the live soul of a man was brilliant, but this album takes the best of Al from all styles and sounds contemporary, fresh, and exciting. Act Like Nothing Wrong is also great. Go on, treat yourself. So there. Any bad reviews? Oh, sure. You want to hear the... I know you always like to... Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me look at the one-star reviews. Okay, folks, hang on. We're going to... We're going to really piss off. Oh, this one is in Japanese. Well, it's, go ahead. I, <laughs> uh, I'm, I am not going to give in to the trope of making, you know, fake Japanese-sounding noises. I, I cannot, being a typical American, I cannot read the language of Japan. So I don't know what he said. Somebody who identifies himself as a narky. As what? A narky, N-A-R-K-Y, in the U.K., a narky in the UK says black coffee was better. Somebody says here, Frank actually says. Is he being Frank? 
he must be. I don't think he can avoid being Frank, unless he legally changes his name to Herbert. So there you go. I couldn't actually, the, the, the only real negative review I could find was black coffee was better. That's not really a bad review. That's not such a bad review. Yeah, yeah. So we have now come to the end of the Al Cooper solo albums. And we shall then have to launch into our, probably our next uh, podcast. We'll be getting back to uh, listener questions. They've been sending in questions and we've been stockpiling them until we have some good gnarly ones. This has been CooperCast, White Chocolate Part 3, brought to you by Chocolate Covered Ants. Submit questions for Al at alcooper.com on the CooperCast page.